Praise God. Welcome to everybody tonight. And if you're a guest, we welcome you. We're glad to have you. If you're watching us online, we welcome you wherever you're watching us from tonight as well. Pray that you're blessed by this service. Um, after service this evening, we've got food and fellowship. Amen. Our Hispanic congregation, our daughter work, is taking care of providing the food this evening. And uh, you don't have to worry about me preaching very long because I want it as much as anybody. And that being said, I am not going to preach long because I want you, hopefully, to fellowship a little bit. So, I'm making a compromise. Rather than going the normal length we go and asking you to stay. Of course, some of you will, but some of you, 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 you slip out pretty quick. So, um, to capture some of you that slip out as soon as the dismissal, I, I am, I, I know some of you are, you, you are like the guy at the gate. When the prophet said the famine was ending, and I believe it when I see it. That's all right. I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't mind. But I, I'm not going to go very long. I do feel like I have something from the Lord that ties in to just kind of what's going on. And a little bit perhaps to last Sunday night, but I'm, I'm telling you in advance, by the help of the Lord, I, I'm not preaching very long. I'm going to say what I feel like the Lord has given me to say. And I am asking you that we, we're making a trade here. I'm giving you some of my time, so you give back a little bit of your time. And even if, even if you choose to not go downstairs to eat, if you would just spend some time fellowshipping a little bit. Amen. So, Luke chapter 22 Verse number 52, Luke 22 and 52. This setting is taking place in the Garden of Gethsemane. The Bible says, Jesus said unto the chief priests and captains of the temple and the elders which were come to him, Be ye come out against a thief with swords and staves? When I was daily with you in the temple, ye stretched forth no hands against me, but this is your hour in the power of darkness. Verse number 54. Then took they him and led him and brought him into the high priest's house. And the last part of this verse is what I want to draw your attention to. And Peter followed afar off. And Peter followed afar off. My title will not make any sense based on the text that I have just read, but before I'm done, it'll make sense. I want to preach to you for a few minutes, and my title is A Tale of Two Hoodies. A Tale of Two Hoodies. Some of you don't know what a QR is, and some of you may not know what a hoodie is, but Bear with me and you'll find out. God bless you. You may be seated. The interesting thing. Jalen, I need your gift to come on me of talking fast so I can hurry up and get through. 
The interesting thing that I find out about, or that, that, that catches me about this passage, is just a few verses before, we find Peter taking a sword and ready to fight to the death with and for Jesus. He said it shortly before this, and he is now proving that he meant what he said. The Bible says he takes his sword and he swings it and he cuts off the ear of one of the guys that had come to take Jesus away. And Most of you know the story. Jesus reached down, picked the ear up, and put it back on the guy's head. Jesus willingly surrenders, submits to go with them. No fight. In fact, he's asking them, I don't know why you came like this. I'll, I'll go. And so as they begin to take Jesus, the Bible says Peter follows, but he follows from afar. And, and the interesting point about this is it's just a few verses later that he's in the vicinity of where Jesus is, and there are some people standing around that look at him and say, I recognize you, you are one of Jesus' followers. And in that setting, he responds and says, I don't know him. To the point the Bible says the third time he, he, he swore that he did not know Jesus. So he goes from standing beside him, ready to fight to the death, to just a few short verses later, denying that he even knew Jesus. I find one difference between what happened in the garden and what happened at the other scenario. The difference was that when he pulled the sword and was ready to fight, he was not afar off. But he was right there beside Jesus. The problem came when there was distance between him and Jesus. The problem came when stuff was able to get between him and Jesus. I've come to challenge, and it's Sunday night, and Sunday night, you know, as, as the, as the services go on if each week, Sunday to Thursday, each service, the crowd gets a little smaller and a little more down to the core. So tonight is the second step of that weekly progression. But I've come tonight to challenge this church, this congregation, and even those that are not here, perhaps watching or hopefully will watch. I've come to challenge you tonight. Do not follow from afar. Because the farther you follow, the more stuff that has a chance to get in and separate you from Him and provide the opportunity to go from willing to die for Him to now denying Him.
This, this is the first hoodie. I do not know the last time that I wore this. Because I am following from afar. If you ask me who my favorite baseball team is, there is no hesitation. The Baltimore Orioles are my favorite team. But this hoodie has not been out of the closet in months. If it has feelings, it ought to be thankful God gave me this message. Because when I get home, it's going back in there. And I do not see it coming out any time in the near future. You're a fair weather fan, brother, right? You are absolutely correct. I bought it a couple of years ago when they were red hot and about to make the playoffs, and I wore it proudly. I wore it once or twice, I think, last fall, and I don't think I've worn it all winter. Some of you better diehards. Sister Richards was here this morning. I don't see her tonight. She's probably working. She's a diehard, man. She's a diehard. God bless her. I, every, every morning during the winter months and even into the spring until the weather definitely changes, every morning I wear a sweatshirt or a hoodie to racquetball. This ain't, this is not an option. They're horrible. They stink. Did they get swept? Did they get swept in Boston? Anybody know? They got swept in Boston. They almost got they got swept by the Blue Jays, right? They get swept by the Blue Jays. Or they squeak one out. Somebody just needs to sweep them in the closet till the end of the year. I, I hopefully some of you got more optimism than I do, and hopefully you're right and I'm wrong. And if you're right and I'm wrong, guess what? It's coming out of the closet. If somehow they manage to end up in the playoff race between now and the end of September, I will be wearing this hoodie. But otherwise, it ain't coming out. But I got another hoodie that's a whole different story. Guess what? Their basketball team stinks. And their football team is even worse. If you're going to be a Maryland fan and have anything to cheer for, I think soccer and lacrosse has a little bit. And most of the women's programs are something to cheer for. But back, they didn't even make March Madness. They couldn't even get into March Madness. Their football team is horrible. They have no business in the conference they're in. They stink. But guess what? I wore this one a week or so ago. And I got about five or six other sweatshirts or hoodies that have this on them. I was going to put it on tonight, but it's just too hot in here, so. 
I wear this all the time. I get up the morning after they just got blown out in a basketball game the night before, and I wear this the next morning. Because this is very different to me than that. I spent two and a half, three years. This isn't just the team I cheer for. This is my alma mater. Like it or not, I'm stuck with them. Whether they win or lose, they're my team. They may not make March Madness again next year. Guess what? They are still my team and I'm going to wear the jerk, the year, or the, the, whatever it is. I'm going to wear my t-shirts. I'm going to wear my Maryland socks the Voglers gave me. I'm going to wear it. Because I have an attachment. I have an, a connection. I'm preaching to some folks tonight that you identify with my Orioles hoodie. I gotta hurry up. I gotta hurry up. But I'm trying to get everybody to buy in with me to my Maryland hoodie. Figuratively. I know a few of you raising up on me. Figuratively. Not to follow from afar. Not to follow from afar. Do you know that animals have a tendency to travel in a herd? And there is a reason for that. Let me read quickly. I gotta hurry. Found this in an article online, the Michigan State website. Can't believe I even uttered that name. They're part of the source of my pain and sorrow. One of the most important features of a herd is that individual members benefit from group living for many reasons. Number one, there is safety in numbers. Catching one animal is much harder when there are dozens, perhaps even hundreds, of similar animals nearby. There are always eyes watching for individual safety, which translates to safety for everyone. If one member of the herd notices trouble, they will share with the rest through vocalizations, behavioral changes, and perhaps even scent cues to alert danger. You don't get that when you're by yourself. You're a lot more susceptible to danger when you're by yourself. If you've never done this, go on the night, go on YouTube and, and Google or, or search on YouTube for Dance of the Swallow. It's a pretty amazing thing to watch when thousands of birds get into this synchronized motion. It's amazing to watch. You know why they do that? It's a defense mechanism. Because it's a lot harder for their prey, for their predators, to pick off one of them when they are in that big crowd of people. I got. I may have to preach more next week because there's... I, I don't want to be a liar. 
What, bro, what, bro, brother Jetty goes, he's still, where'd you go, brother Jetty? Still, brother Jetty, how, let, listen to this one. I thought this, when I read this and knew you were going to be here tonight and what you were communicating, I thought this was awesome. Secondly, there is camouflage. A large group of white, brown, black, red, or combination of colors makes it difficult to distinguish one animal from the next and is visually confusing to a predator. I think that's pretty cool in the context of a multicultural church. If we're all the same color, it makes it a little easier for the enemy to pick us off. But when there's a bunch of us, it's hard to pick out anyone. The normal coat color and markings of livestock helps them blend seamlessly from one animal into the next so predators have difficulty identifying a single target to prey upon. Perhaps eyes or a nose are visible, but not seeing exactly where one animal starts and another begins makes catching just one animal much harder. So could I say it's a lot harder for the devil to, to do something to, to hinder a multicultural church than it is for him to do something to pick off a single cultural church? Blend us, Jesus, blend us. Thirdly, there's more time to look for food. With a large group looking for trouble, individuals do not have to be constantly vigilant. This provides individuals the opportunity to spend time and energy on other tasks such as looking for food. When thinking about safety and numbers, multiple eyes mean one set of eyes can be off duty and relax for, for a bit while another animal takes over the watch. You want to be independent and do this all by yourself? You're on your own. You got to find food and watch for predators at the same time. But when we all get in this together, some of us can be watching for predators while some of us are getting some nourishment. And then at some point, we can all shift that and we'll all still stay safe. This is according to brighthub.com. There are two important factors as to why animals live in herds. Self-interest and survival instinct. Each individual animal tries to behave exactly as its neighbor in order to protect itself. Oh boy, we just, man, I didn't realize there was so much rabbit trails in here tonight. I gotta, brother Ellenberg, you left your spirit behind up here. I got all kind of stuff going through my head. Each individual animal tries to behave exactly as its neighbor in order to protect itself. So come sit in here and you don't want to worship like somebody else. You're going to make yourself stand out so the enemy makes you more of a target. I'd rather get myself beside somebody else that's going to be worshiping and praising God and we start to blend in together. I can't get past this statement. Each individual's animal tries to behave exactly as its neighbor in order to protect itself and tries to minimize the danger to itself by moving along with the others. And trying, oh boy, here we go. This ain't scripture, but this is some good preaching right here. Moving along with the others and trying to get deeper into the herd. 
Why in the name of God are so many of you trying to figure out how to survive on the perimeter? You need to make up your mind. How far can I get in to the middle of the herd? Because that's the safest place to be. Last line. This is the man. You know what? God did some amazing stuff in nature. So the seemingly coordinated behavior of the herd is mainly due to the uncoordinated movements of panicked individual animals. The herd moves together. It's those that are on the perimeter and get spooked because of danger that then go off on their own, which puts them in greater danger. Brother Wright, what in the world does all that have to do with me? Last verse. Numbers 11.1. This is about to just give you a head. This is about to be a very uplifting passage to send you down to fellowship and food. Are you ready? As Bishop would say, sarcasm alert. (laughs) Numbers 11 and 1. And when the people complain... Ooh, ain't what well, this good thing is ain't nobody here tonight that complains. So that part of it, we're good. It displeased the Lord, and the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were where. That means you got double to worry about. If you're on the perimeter, you got to worry about you got to worry about the enemy trying to pick you off, and you got to worry about crossing God and God deciding. You know what? I'm not even going to wait for the enemy to get you. I'm just going to get rid of you myself. So when I dismiss, go ahead and run out of here and go home. I didn't mean to be quite that blunt, but it worked. I'll pay for that out of my paycheck. I love you, but if you're looking for the perimeter, I ain't going to be around you. Because I made up my mind a long time ago. I want to get as far inside the herd. I want to get as far inside so that the enemy can't single me out and pick me out on the perimeter. And God. Don't get stand. You got to stand quick. You got to stand quick. I got to pray and dismiss. Otherwise, I'm going to be a liar. I, I guess there, I, there was all kind of stuff I guess the Lord didn't let me see in my preparation. There's some good stuff in there. Woo. My, my, my. 
Brother Wright, what in the world is that all about tonight? i tell you what it's about. Connecting back to last Sunday night, I believe God is doing something in the heart of this congregation. I believe God is renewing and reviving some things. And I probably could have done it in a softer, sweeter, whatever way. Hopefully the laughter made up for a little bit of the... uh, the, uh, the cutting and the surgery. Don't judge me. Let's let's join together and let's 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 put the one hoodie away and just leave it. But you know what? Let's decide. I I'm in this thing. I'm a part of this. And I'm not going to follow from afar. You see, I, I think, here's, here's my opinion. I, I got to quit. I got to quit. My opinion is this. I think the reason Peter followed from afar, he followed from afar, he followed with enough distance that if it did not work out, It was very easy for him to just blend back into the crowd, no skin off his back. I think the other reason was he left a little bit of distance and still followed. Because if in fact Jesus would have called angels down from heaven to deliver him from the crisis he he was in, Peter would have slid right up in there. Let's go all in. Let's not sit from afar saying, you know what, if it really works, then I'm going to be there. But if it don't work, I got me a little. It's going to moonwalk right on out of here. (laughs) Father, it's not about what I see, even though I actually, I believe I'm seeing it. But it's more about what I sense and feel in my spirit. That there is something you are doing in our midst right now. There is a reviving and a renewing, God, as I believe you directed me to preach last Sunday night. That what marks us as your disciples is our love one for another. God, I pray as we continue moving forward and you continue what you're doing in our midst. I pray for every individual, those that are present and those that are not able to be here tonight for whatever reasons, but they're a part of this congregation, that there would be a determination that would rise up inside of them that says, I'm not just going to follow from afar and I'm not just going to find a place on the perimeter where I can be connected, but not all in, but we would recognize the safety and the benefit of finding our way into the middle of the herd, the protection and the provision that comes. In the name of Jesus. God, I pray for the remainder of this evening. Lord, I realize I'm not about to give an altar call. We're not about to go on a deep prayer and intercession. But I believe what we are about to do and the opportunity we are providing for the next little while of this evening is just as important. I pray, God, that there would be a reestablishing and a reconnecting that would take place in all of our lives, God. That you would join us together like never before. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
In Jesus' name, amen. I went longer than I planned, but it is only 7.20. So, again, I'm asking you, I won't watch the doors to see if you run out of here. Not only to fellowship, but also encourage you to join us downstairs for some food with the fellowship. In Jesus' name.